You are listening to episode 53 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're talking about playing the long game. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you today? Well, I have to tell you, it is very early as I'm recording. Usually I record a little bit later in the day when my voice is a little bit more awake, but I am playing the long game on my Saturday and thought this, I just was feeling like it's time to record a podcast. I want to pause for a moment and acknowledge that this is episode 53. And around the time that this comes out, it's going to be one year that the Less Stress, More Fun podcast has been in the world. I love that. As part of recognizing a year of having a weekly podcast, I thought it would be fun to talk about a concept that I use in my own life and one that I teach with the people that I work with. That's playing the long game. In the last episode, I talked about the 24-hour rule, and that's in the shorter term of whatever your commitments were that you're not making changes or breaking promises to yourself inside that 24-hour period. But today, I want us to have that very large air traffic control view out of the top story of a tall building, the panoramic view of life. So I'm going to use this podcast as the example. This episode marks one year of podcasting. When I think about where my mind was a year ago or even beyond that when I was in the preparation stages, when you're starting a journey, there's a lot of trying to understand what it's going to be like, trying to understand if it's going to be worth it. I, like so many people that I know and so many people who have been my clients, was trying to make the right decisions. Is this the right software? Is this the right microphone? And I was very unsure because I didn't have experience. I had never done anything like this before. My thoughts were very much looking into the future, seeing a big question mark and looking in my past and saying, I don't don't know, a lot of Google searching, (laughs) a lot of asking for recommendations and advice. I think that's normal. When you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to prepare for a journey, you're trying to figure out what to pack. Then what I noticed is maybe around six months mark, I was thinking, oh, this has been a half a year. How am I thinking and feeling about things? At that point, I had I had tried software and then found software that I liked better. I was experimenting with topics and length of time and ways to prepare. I have a whole process in in ClickUp. That's this the sequence that I take things through. And around, you know, four, five, six months, it just started to feel like something that I do. Recording the podcast is just part of my life. And I've decided from the beginning that I was just going to do it for fun and I wasn't going to put a lot of pressure on myself or 
the podcast. I wasn't going to get too hung up in a lot of the technical details. You know, words, the words are the powerful parts, not whether I have the perfect acoustic panels or not, which I don't because you probably can hear sweet dog Bailey is huffing and puffing in the office as I record this. It's more important for me that I show up to the mic and feel like like I'm in the middle of this great conversation instead of if it's technically perfect. At six months, I was beyond researching and optimizing. I was more into the process and how can I make this more streamlined, the logistics of it, so that the bulk of the energy is really in thinking about what I'm going to talk about and how I'm going to talk about it. And I love the research part of it too. That has been such a joy. Now, fast forwarding to the present moment when I'm recording this for you today. What are my thoughts about the podcast today? I love my podcast. I do. Every time I tell someone about it, I say, I just, I love it. I listen to the episodes several weeks after I've recorded and published them. And I just love them. I love them. I love, as as an audience member of this podcast, I love it. And it makes it such a joy to think of content, to do the the process that I go through. When I sit down to talk to you, it feels literally like I'm just continuing a, a dialogue with people. Some I do get feedback from people who've listened to episodes and find that so incredibly fun. My thoughts today are just, it's gone from I don't know how this is going to work to, I think this is working pretty well and it just feels like part of my life, to contentment and joy. And so that's the, the, the longer game of a year time horizon. When I imagine what I'll be thinking about my podcast in another year, I think it's, it's going to be exciting in the next year to focus on growing the audience. I've been focused on showing up and having a good time, and I think it'd be really fun to bring this podcast to more listeners. One thing that that I um, thought about in the beginning is, am I going to run out of things to say? And I think here a year later, it's like, no, I never run out of things to say. If you know me in my personal life, you know how true that is. There's always some new thought or a new way of teaching or something to bring or I'll hear different things. I mean, so many of these episodes are inspired by trends that I'm seeing in the work that I'm doing with people. I think in another year, it's going to be exciting to play with how I teach and reach more people with it. So I don't know what I'll be thinking about in a year, except that I love doing this so much that I can't imagine that will change. One thing that I've learned from this reflection is when there's a change process in the beginning, there's uncertainty and it takes courage and vulnerability to do something like this. I remember telling a friend of mine, I I get to learn in public. I get to learn where other people are going to see the fruits of my learning. It's such an interesting part of being in business. And whether we're in business or not, we all have that aspect of our lives to some extent that Other people are watching us learn and they're giving us feedback and we're calibrating. It's a very social thing to do experiments like this that are gifts to the world. And 
on the emotional level, my thoughts changed, but so did my emotions. It went from excitement to invulnerability and feeling maybe a little nervous or unsure to the frustration of problem solving and learning something new, like, oh, that didn't go as I expected, that low-grade irritation when you're figuring something out, to then I was optimizing my process. There were times when I started paying attention to how I felt as I was going through the process, like I like this step, this step, this step, but I notice I'm procrastinating on this step pretty consistently. What's going on there? Dealing with reluctance in certain steps of the process. And where I am now, it's pretty smooth. I don't have highs or lows around my podcast. I'm not at all self-conscious about what I put out, for better or worse. One thing to observe is when you're playing the long game, emotions over time, they change or smooth out. For me, things actually get better when they stop being exciting. If I think about like in romance and people are, um, are like, oh, I miss that, that, you know, that exciting period in the beginning. I just reread Untamed, and Abby Wambach was talking to Glennon Doyle, the author, and they were newly in love. And Abby's like, I just can't wait for the next part, you know, where it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And we really, really fall more deeply in love. And that's what I feel about any change project. There's the honeymoon period, and then that goes away. And that's when the commitment and the the joy and the contentment like there's such richness there when the excitement wears off. That's my experience. And it was fun to process that out loud with you. When I play the long game on projects or things in my life, thinking long, long, long term can help you manage everyday stress. When I'm feeling confused or anxious or I'm just not feeling good, I'll go out into different imaginary times in the future. I originally learned this, I think, from Susie Welch, and she called it like the 10-10-10. And it was, is this going to matter in 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 years? And there are a lot of teachers who teach this concept of long, long-term thinking. Dan Sullivan is a coach who teaches that having a 25-year plan, which is brilliant. I've actually linked to a video talking about that in the show notes. When you are uncertain about something and you can ask yourself, what does the version of me in a year have to offer this? And what, when I'm, you know, 75, what am I going to be thinking about this? That helps me manage the everyday stress because it gives me both some perspective and honestly, stretching my mind out in time in the long term can connect me to better problem solving. The other thing is that tiny improvements over time really do add up quickly. When I keep a long-term focus on some of my change initiatives and I tell myself just do the next step, do the next step, do the next step, that adds up over time. I think a lot of times we human beings are very impatient for the changes we want to see and we're not always willing to stay with them, whatever it takes, as long as it takes, no matter what. That really is the secret to a lot of success is just resilience and motion over time. A small, specific example, 
So I've talked about my exercise relationship a few times on the podcast, and every once in a while, I'll rotate out a different program, and I do build in times of the year where I might be a little less cardio and weights oriented. I have been working on this three-week yoga retreat. Shout out to Beachbody On Demand. It's on my phone. It's in my living room. So easy to stay with the program that way. And I am doing this three-week yoga retreat. And and I thought, eh, it'll be a lightweight thing. And it is. It's, it's you know, a little bit more pacing, a little less hopping around. <laughs> but one thing that I'm noticing is just even my downward dogs after a week and a half, I'm finding that they're, you know, there's just a little bit more like strength and flexibility in them just because I've been focusing on doing them every day, even though I do a lot of downward dogs in a week. That's just a small example of improvements adding up over time. Finally, this is what I do thinking is astoundingly powerful. That's a lesson that I'm, that I've learned about learning to play the long game is when I'm just in that thought, yeah, this is just what I do. There's things in my life where I can't imagine not doing them, whatever it is. Like, am I a mom? Do I have a dog? Do I have a podcast? These are things in my life that that I I have and enjoy and create and nurture. And as I've reflected on the practice of playing the long game, if I decide to start thinking that thought earlier in the process, it's more likely to become part of my self-concept. So consider that if you're trying to set up a good habit for the long term, practice thinking, this is just what I do. This is just what I do. I I record this podcast. It comes out every Thursday, no matter what. It's just what I do. I love it. I'm going to talk a little bit about suggestions for developing a good relationship with your future self. So first of all, please try not to be too aspirational or idealistic. I think sometimes when I'm working, this this was my experience and something I see reflected a lot is we learn this concept of having a relationship with ourself in the future, that idea of what am I going to be thinking about the podcast in a year? Or if I'm stressed asking myself 25 years in the future, what that version of me would do. And when I started doing this work, my future self was like a a very perfect version of me that wasn't even really kind of me anymore, if that is relatable to you. Create a vision in your mind of a person you'd actually like to be. This is you. It will be you in the future. One way that helped me build a stronger relationship with my future self is that I started spending time with past versions of me. It's not uncommon for me to have a quorum of selves where I'll literally imagine in my mind's eye a five-year-old me, 15-year-old me, 27-year-old me, seeing the consistency of the me that is me in all of those versions has helped me to know, oh, yes, this this is going to be part of me in the future. The next suggestion, spend time with the future version of yourself on a regular basis. Each week, I have a meeting with an advisory board, and they are all people who have never met me. They're my trusted advisors, even though we have never met in, in person. 
the last person that I ask my question to is me in one year. I have gone through periods every day with my own self-coaching that I, I coach myself every day, and I will sometimes choose a one, two-week period where the whole basis of my coaching session is that it's a conversation between me and a version of me in the future. That is amazingly powerful. All I can say is please try it. Which brings me to this week's Coach Lisa invitation. I want you to look at your life and notice where are you playing the long game where you're building something meaningful for yourself over time, like maybe over months, years, decades. And where in your life are you taking shortcuts where you're giving into short term desires or wishes instead of thinking about what you want to create long term? It can be such a joy to play the game for the long term. When the show notes, as I mentioned, there's the YouTube video about Dan Sullivan's 25 year planning process. There's articles on how to change behavior for good. One of the things that causes people a lot of stress is that they're trying to grow into good habits. They're trying to change some of their habits of thinking and feeling and the actions and behaviors they take. And they feel discouraged. They'll go for a while and then quit. That in and of itself generates a lot of stress. So there's resources in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more from the scientific perspective, how you can play the long game and get what you want in life, enjoying the journey every day with all of its delights and frustrations, and still have your eye on the horizon. And with that, I think I'm going to take Sweet Dog Bailey for a walk, and we are going to see the sunrise over the horizon. Have a beautiful week. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.